All right, welcome to the podcast of the community. This is episode number eight, I think we weren't. Uh, is it eight? Yeah, I think so. Who's a hockey player in a rate? Um, uh, fuck. Um, I Bobby know. Orr, Todd, isn't it? Todd Warner. Carlo Coyacum. Wasn't yeah. it Bobby Orr? Todd Warner. I, I spoke to Carlo Coyacum on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, yeah. right. What did he say? So he was talking to, uh, do you guys remember that game right after the lockout where we needed the Islanders to beat Jersey? I mean, yeah. we needed Jersey to beat the Islanders to get in the playoffs. It went to overtime and they lost? It went to shootout. Shootout, yeah. And we lost a shootout against Wade Dublovitz. I remember this vividly. So Carlo Coyacum was talking to Andrew Raycroft on it, about it on Twitter. And I go to Carlo, I'm like, yeah, one day I ran into your fucking, br- I, I, one day some guy pulls up in like a Subaru SUV and he asked me for directions in, in Ossington. This is six years ago, which he still could have used GPS. And I looked down, I'm like, yo, are you Carlo Koliakovo? He's like, no, I'm his twin brother. Who's like, so he has an actual twin brother. And I'm like, yo, I ran into your twin brother. And then I'm like, yo, we loved you as a leaf. And he's just said, bang. And like, you should have asked him, how does he feel about the farmer bill protest? I like Carlo. I was a fan of Carlo. <laughs> he was good. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. What yeah. a terrible trade. We traded him and Alex Steen for Yeah, it was yeah. garbage. Step, Lee Stepniak. Yeah, and yeah, was it yeah, Lee Stepniak, that's right. Oh shit. Yeah, I remember Stumpy. Um uh Smeets Smeets on uh on a I'm in uh, Crimea I'm in Crimea right now. Uh I've been hired by Global Mail. I'm doing a <laughs> Nah. He's doing a piece on uh, underage prostitution in Crimea. That's what I'm saying. He's trafficking or, or <laughs> stopping trafficking. I'm in Quebec City. Uh, I'm in Quebec City, and uh, <clears throat> I've been trying to get some teaching jobs for Gershon, but they won't hire him. <laughs> <laughs> They're like... Uh, they, they, he doesn't have the look for the job. They, they want him to be chinless and topless. Yeah. That thing on his chin, they're like, what, this mask? <laughs> I asked him, why not? He's like, yeah, he'd make a great cab driver. <laughs> he's like, his mask doesn't go around his ears. We we're don't like, trust we the guy. Need, uh, we need skip the dishes. <laughs> we the resist. I've been to Quebec once in my life for two days, and it was pretty dope. Was that when we all went together? No, that was Montreal. Like oh. I'm talking about Quebec City. Oh, I you meant- no, Quebec City once. I, it wasn't even two days. I think it was one night, and, and I was inebriated. So mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of it, but I think it was pretty fucking fun. From were you, how remember. old were you when you went? Uh, Seven. No, Seven. Uh, er, uh, <laughs> mid-20s. So like that's when it was called Lower Canada, I think. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it? No, that was... Upper yeah, Canada. Lower, no, it is Lower Canada. I, the, the thing that blew me away... Is and I don't so, apologize for not remembering the names because I was really drunk that whole trip. But um, there was a fort and it still had gunshots from like the war and stuff. Yeah, I think that's literally. Uh, I'm going there tomorrow. Plains of Abraham. It's 15 minutes away from here. Oh, yeah, like it's I like thought, a, up a hill, right? Oh, I thought you were gonna say Darbar Sahib. No, <laughs> in Quebec, they made a scale model. <laughs> oh, so Samit, Samit's on a on a trip. He's uh. Uh, oh, I had a joke prepared for this. I fucking forgot it. I was going to have a whole thing. The Gershon, about- it was the Gershon joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I forgot my... And what were you saying about poutine in Quebec? It's interesting. So, Smith's on a poutine tour, guys. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I started out at Smokes at Square One, and now I'm in Quebec City. <laughs> you detoured over to A&W. Just- I went to Confederation, the Confederation one. So, the thing is, like, my thing is I need to try the best junk food and the best like expensive, expensive place in any city I go. And obviously went in Quebec, poutine, right? And yo, smokes, bangs, just like any of these motherfuckers. Like they're not, it's not that significantly different. And I think what makes a poutine is, you guys can argue this, but I think it's the fries, right? That's the most important thing. Fries and the gravy. I think it's the cheese. Oh, wow. See, I, th- I, I think for me, like I don't, I've never been like, wow, over a poutine besides, I think the only one I really like was Poutini's House of Poutine. See, I was never a fan. I was a fan of smokes, but that's maybe also because the smokes put so much shit in it. They put sausages, onions, fucking. They put like your grandma's toes. They put everything in that thing. My nanny's a horrible toes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they taste delicious. You know, it's crazy. It's like 
It tastes like shawl gum. You would think, you know, gum She clearly doesn't use from from her from this when you would see her in her wit, you would think she never uses her feet, so they should be in pristine condition. <laughs> should be mint. Yeah. Should be fucking mint. Yeah. They should be like some say she's like three weeks away from getting cut off because of diabetes. <laughs> The toes are kosh there, they mehman, I mean. My mom's, my mom's mama lost his toes because of diabetes. Oh, wow. like all of them? So he can't wear, he, he uh, I think it's just a couple. He can't wear chappals anymore. Oh, yeah, because you can't catch the fucking thing. You got to wear the chappal that has like the targa top, right? <laughs> right? You got to wear sandals, basically. And his foot jobs suck now. <laughs> his foot jobs suck. It just turns you off. Motherfucker out there looking like a T-Rex and shit. <laughs> oh, sugar cut, oh, sugar. But but you know what? You know what? On a, on a bright note, if there is a bright note to that, pretty soon they won't have to worry about diabetes in India because there'll be no food to eat, so no one's gonna get sugar. What a segue! <laughs> yeah, your your segue. I had a I had a joke coming. God damn it! Um, but yeah, that's a good that's a good segue. Um, I, I was talking to Darshan about this earlier. I can't be on Twitter anymore, man. It's depressed. It's it's inspiring how, particularly with our older senior community, how resilient they are, how fierce they are. I think that's very inspiring. But the rhetoric that the Indian mainstream and, for the most part, the right wing and actually liberals too, but because that falls into that, the rhetoric they've they've been pushing uh, yeah. uh, to divide the movement against you know these farmers who are predominantly sick right now, but there's farmers from other places coming. That's yeah. just disheartening, man. It makes you feel like shit. And imagine what our parents felt like in 84. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and if you look at it, and this is, I, I had I had it out with somebody about this yesterday when we were talking about this, and I had some viewpoints, and he had some viewpoints. He's like, yeah, well, you're a Hindu. And I'm like, you fucking dickhead. It's not a Sikh thing. Yeah. It's a farmer thing. My family's farmers, too. Who is this person who said that? I can't, I'm not going to reveal names because he's dead. No, 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 but tell me after. No. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a loser. No, but I, what I'm saying is, uh, like, my family is farmers. They're going to get affected the same. I, actually, a lot of people on my dad's side, and I was telling Darsh, I was speaking to my cousin, they work in the Monday system for so generations. My cha-cha st- worked. Yeah. Everyone worked. And, and before, uh, I'm not going to get into it too much, but th- they're basically all going to be out of a job. And this isn't no normal job. These are cushy government fucking jobs. You don't get Such an I have such an I know people who worked in the Rundi system. <laughs> the Rundi system? That's been going great though. <laughs> there hasn't been. I know hey, that's a recession proof industry, bud. I know someone that works in the Sabzi Mundi <laughs> district. Stock room. <laughs> in the stock room. That's where I get my get my boss Muthi Rice a below MSP. Uh, below, <laughs> below MSP. I think there's been a lot of um like Sick Expo, WSO. There have been so many great threads explaining the situation in um, in Punjab, uh, what's happening in Punjab and all around India. Yeah, like I dove in a bit today because I hadn't really looked at the... Because I think it's important to look at like, okay, why the did they implement thing, yeah. this to begin with? What was the sort of... Um, is there a sound logical reason for them to do something like this? It's kind of like, remember when Uber came into Canada yeah. and then the taxi driver is getting pissed and you, you inherently want to empathize with the taxi driver because we're all kind of sort of connected. Um, uh, but at the same time, Uber system was a bit better, but like it made sense why the taxi driver was getting fucked. But the reason they were getting fucked was just because the plate system was so stupid to begin with. Yeah. That, that, the medallions or whatever. Oh, and there's, there's other things too, like insurance, like yeah. even right now, if you're in that Uber that gets into accident. You could be fucked. And I think, and you know what's crazy is in California, they, were, um, they weren't granted employment status, so they're still considered a, a contractors. Yeah. Um, now, now the board of, um, like, the people, one of the boards that's going to oversee this that Biden has, two of the people on the, that board work for, uh, Air, um, sorry, what's the Uber, and one works for Lyft. That's the thing yeah, with the American perfect. politics is all the parties are pro-corporation. Um, but going back to like the farming thing, I think like one thing that, you know, you can't bring up now is farming is very inefficient in India, right? We use a lot of land uh, and a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of labor for something that like if you look at the GDP output, it doesn't make very much sense. But the way isn't to just like rip off the Band-Aid. The way is to transition this huge labor force that's been doing this for centuries and is to equip with them, them with skills to do something else and, and skills and opportunity. Yeah. Well, uh, Darcy, you mentioned the Thailand situation. 
Yeah. yeah. There's yeah opportunity, and this is one of the things that I read was interesting. Where even um, agricultural issues are usually dealt at the state level, right? And this is one of the weird things where the government, national government, has kind of overruled, overruled, overruled and which in itself is kind of uh, not normal. And it's, uh, well, and it's the troublesome whole to way with. the whole way this was passed is illegal in a democracy. Yeah, it was a shut-in vote. Um, there was no conversation on it. Yeah. Opposition parties didn't have a say. They go like stakeholders were not. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say illegal. Illegal. I would say unethical. Uh, no, it was. It was actually the people that are looking at it say it was illegal. Well, that's like, why some people say it probably won't pass. Or it won't, yeah, like if you passed, take this to the Supreme Court, yeah. there's a lot of different things that they violated while trying to get this passed. Yeah. That it wouldn't hold up. So I think what they would strike down is not the way it was passed, but again, what Darshan uh, messaged is like this overlap that you have where states, and it happens in Canada as well, where health is dedicated towards provinces, right? So Canada, the Canadian, Trudeau can't legislate when it comes to health. So when there's overlap, the courts have to decide like, hey, um, are, is, is, uh, uh, are they, is the federal government overreaching or not? Now, I don't know what the situation is like in India, but that might be where the overlap happens but you know the biggest thing that happened is the akali dal this happened like a few months ago when this first came into yeah they've been protesting since like early summer right they yeah. left the bjp september is when yeah the akali dal left the bjp yeah yeah they left yeah they left the bjp and uh harsimrit kaur badal who's uh prakash badal's daughter-in-law who was also the food minister for modi's cabinet resigned she stepped down because here's the problem, right? And here's what people don't realize when they actually read into it. And the reason why you're having Punjabis uh, um, protesting more, because everyone's like, oh, it's just Punjabis. There's very few people from Haryana and surrounding states. Well, the reason why is 70 to 80% of the crops sold in Punjab was MSP sold where the government held up the MSP. Haryana and those uh, neighboring states don't necessarily have that issue. No, Haryana, I think, is the same as Punjab, but there's other states that don't, but they would benefit from if they would benefit from having an MSP. They would. Yeah. But but the thing is the Monday system as well. Another thing is the Monday system, so just to really run it down to somebody who has no idea what that is, the the Monday system allows the average farmer to sell to a place that gives oh, you a minimum oh, sorry, sale price. I think we should start from the top. Like yeah. what's this, the system the way it was what the way it was, what the proposed system is, and what could be a more improved system. Okay, so the way it was now, yeah. I'm saying is, um, you had these Mondays set yeah. up. That Actually, were, you got to start even because I, into the '60s when the, the no one gives a fuck about the '60s. No, 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 man. because they the price setting, the minimum uh, support, minimum what support. Is it? Yeah, the minimum support was set in the 60s and they've been running ever since then. And it's allowed farmers to kind of flourish on some level since then because India wanted to become like a really correct green revolutionary. That's what it was called, I think, the green revolution. I think it was called the green revolution as well. Yeah, it was called the green revolution. And and farming was so much of the GDP of India that they needed to support it. At that point, they had nothing else. Exactly. Right. And then it became sort of like uh, you're dependent on it now at that point, right? And then you have so many farmers that are considered small and medium sized farmers who in any other system without a Monday or MSP yeah. Yeah. would cease to exist. You'd so have 80, bigger farmers and corporations buying them out. Yeah, so about 80% of the farmers are small to medium size. Exactly. And the reason why you need the Mondays is because uh, is they kind of facilitate logistics as well. Yeah, right? 100%. Moving it and everything. Because if I'm a small or medium-sized farmer yeah. and I sell to a corporation that's four or five hours away from me, how am I going to get my grain to him? Yeah, you can't. Right? Yeah. Um, so what they used to do is there was a Monday, especially Punjab has a very well-established Monday system. That's another reason um, they're they're protesting because the current system works in Punjab. Well, so, and, and even the Mondays that they're I was reading today was the the number of Mondays that exist in Punjab still is not enough. They're saying they want should they be one be per every eighty square kilometers. There's one for every four hundred and something. Yeah, exactly. So, which is like nowhere near enough. Well, well, so what they do now is just, and I'm throwing out a number here, a made up number. So let's say you got a bushel of wheat, you go to the mon- Monday and you sell it for your MSP, which is let's say ten rupees a bushel. The Monday takes that. And they get it in bulk now because they've got everyone's bushels from the surrounding area. And they sell it to corporations for 14 or 15 or 17 or 18. And then from there, it ends up on the store shelves. It ends up being packaged, bagged, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the issue that, that well, what the government's saying technically is without the minimum support price um, is that 
they're eliminating the Monday, and now the farmer can sell directly to the corporation. So in theory, they should be able to sell it for more. In theory. Mm. In practice, we all know that's not going to happen because corporations are going to squeeze the shit out of the farmers. Corporations are not going to want to deal with um, small little farms. Uh, so and the Mondays will be gone. So the farmers, the corporations will just deal with the biggest farms, and you're gonna end up with like these little farms. That or left. what the corporation is gonna deal with is take it out. So you're gonna end up getting someone that's in the gray market, going around to all the villages and buying stuff for less than MSP, because people are sitting on it. They don't know the the, the corporations don't wanna deal with them, huh? This this is what happened um, in the set uh, 80s and the early 90s when Walmart started popping up in smaller towns where they pretty much destroyed the mom and pop economy. Yeah. Uh, that's what's going to happen with, with, uh, with farming. I, uh, going back to the BGP, BJP thing, though, another scary thing about this is now the BJP doesn't have any power in India, uh, in Punjab, none, because they don't have anyone to align with. And without the Akalis, they're finished. Punjab yeah. will never have a, a Hindu chief minister unless there's this huge like population influx. So now the problem is either we're going to be very disconnected from the federal government in the sense that they have no reason to look out for us because there's, no, there's not a voter bank there. Do you, do you know what I'm trying to say? So now we mean less to them. Even less than we do now. Yeah, even more. So yeah. I think that's another thing that's um, a, a, little, a little scary. But Darsh, you're going to say something before I interrupt you. Um. I, I told you about it. Don't worry. Don't so, worry sorry. Don't worry. One more thing. The government is saying that the MSP remains. The problem with that is right now the MSP remains and you have Mondays that are government controlled or somewhat regulated that don't want to lose their license that are forced to pay the MSP. And you do have some gray market guys that buy for cheap from the band and say, oh, we'll take it to the Monday for you, blah, blah, blah. But what ends up happening in this system is you're going to have a gray market that's just going to flourish. So farmers are going to get less than MSP and they're going to have this gray market subsector group that's going to become the middlemen that are going to sell it to corporations for MSP and make a shit ton of money. What this is going to do essentially when you really boil it down is it's going to change Punjab. In 20, 30 years when you go to Punjab, the pinda that you and I remember is not going to exist. There's going to be a Monsanto factory set up and all around it's going to be housing for the employees of that factory. All the land in the pinda is going to be bought out. Uh, the farmers are going to have to either go to cities in, as unemployed that didn't get a lot of money for their land and stuff or as people that are uh, uh, that just don't have the financial means to succeed. But the Punjab that we know today is not going to be there anymore. There, and there's a reason why you don't see Sikhs particularly or Punjabis begging. The reason yeah. is Sikhs have always figured out a way how to make money from the land. They've always figured that out. They've worked their, uh, to, to their bone to try to make something of their land, right? Mm. Make it as much resourceful as possible. If you take, a, take away that, uh, that away from them and don't give them any resources and skills to take the next step, there's going to be uh, like this increase in poverty. Um, and like, yo, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's throw, the, throw your like where you hang on this aside. Throw all of it aside. The way the Indian government, the media has handled the protests is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, like, not, and the protests. I don't even care. Fuck the legislation. Okay, fuck who's right or wrong. Are they are they doing anything wrong in going to Delhi and sitting there and protesting peacefully? No. You know, when Mahatma Gandhi did it, he did the fucking, I think it was the salt block or the fuck he did. Mahatma Gandhi. Mohandas, Mohandas, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mohandas, sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't him, know why you got to I call him Mahatma because apparently he had a really big dick. His niece told me. <laughs> um, his, 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 uh, Doti told me. So I was like, um, so I think that's what's really um sad and then this deep siddhu uh actor who's like very fucking articulate and is the perfect person to sort of lead this um in that you know pr standpoint is now labeled like a khalistani at the end of the day who gives a fuck if he's a khalistani or not that's besides the point but why are you even shifting that narrative there yeah. why is this narrative being shifted to khalistan because you want to divide do you want to divide indian opinion on well khalistan's always used as like a uh to dismiss the argument, you know, boogeyman. at the end of the day. Huh? A boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. it is. A strong but, but man. But a strong now, man here, here's my issue when, when, when I look at this is where are 
my Hindu brothers and sisters that are just as affected by this why from Punjab how come they're not showing them on the news because then they know they can't paint it with the Khalistan brush you can't show no money on the news man right so that, that's why they're not being given that time now and one other thing because you were talking about that actor I, I hope Everyone listening today, we don't have that many listeners to make a difference, but you guys tell all your friends, remember where Sunny the Old and Therminder and Bobby the Old were during this whole Akshay thing? Because every time their movies come out, yeah. we fucking go out of our way to go watch that shit. Just remember where they were. But at the end of the day, is Bollywood, and I feel in large parts, the Punjabi film industry too, they haven't really earned our attention, have they? What has Bollywood ever done? Uh, for human rights in general no i'm just saying the problem is the problem in in india is because some of these guys like amir khan five years ago four years ago said that he feels india is becoming an intolerant country and he doesn't he doesn't feel safe shahrukh khan said the same thing they're muslims they have every right to say that instead of looking inwards and being like hey why does this minority community feel like this these fuckers are like oh go to pakistan go to pakistan go to pakistan so we have to remember that in India, if you don't told, like we can the, the company privilege, line, the, the oh. privilege of speaking out isn't available in India. Your whole life, your but when you've made enough money to fucking but survive, that's what I was about to say. Now you have to win. There's somebody who's old, who's pretty much he's not going to make any more meaningful movies. Yeah. All he needs to do is come out and say something that you know what. But he's never done that. He's never. He's never. And I talked to my dad about this all the time. He's never done anything for Punjab. The. Sure. And Akshay Kumar is that he's a fucking Modi puppet. Yeah, Kumar is a Stephen Harper puppet too. Like Harper yeah. helped him get citizenship. Uh, he endorsed Harper with last uh, with that election. Yeah, yeah. I like what I think. That's what someone was saying with Trudeau when he spoke up for it today. It was kind of like a jab back at Harper. Yeah, but you know what? What is that going to do? You know, Nothing. I think it little morale boost helped, dude. Like you know, to feel a little bit of support. Uh, it does. Work. You go look on. You go on like I was on Reddit India today. And people there were like, the Trudeau was posted two or three times. And people were like, yo, in the Punjabi forums and everything, everyone just fucking loves Trudeau. The rest of India doesn't seem to like Trudeau, which is stupid because Trudeau's whole trip and him wearing those clothes, he was advised to wear that shit. He was advised to do all that dumb shit yeah. by Indians. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like that's not why they don't like him. They, they don't like him. And I was, there's so many op-eds have come out, even from left-leaning publications in India. They are saying Trudeau should not be interfering in the businesses of India because he is being influenced by anti-Indian Khalistani elements. That is the mainstream yeah. story. And to this is my thing to any nationalist that listens to this. Indian, I don't know why you do because we fucking rip on you all the time. My thing is, how do you not expect a community that has sacrificed more than any other community for this fight against freedom, for the fight against Mughals, and then you repay that community by trying to systematically... Uh, eliminate them over a period of, I would say, 20 years. And then when they say, hey, you know what? Maybe we need more autonomy. We need more independence. You say, fuck off. You name a airport after the Indira Gandhi. You celebrate Rajiv Gandhi. Kamal Nath was a CM of the biggest state in India, Madhya Pradesh. And then you ask, how dare you have the gall to ask for a separate state and more autonomy? Like, you don't look inward at all. India is like that insecure fucking boyfriend who's always like, blaming the chick like, hey, why were you out talking to that guy but it's because you're not giving me attention motherfucker so my thing is like these indians like and they do the same thing with the muslim community they do the same thing and i'm not a Khalistani, everyone knows that but goddamn these last this last week i the arguments make a lot of sense and i'm someone i don't want to i don't fuck like right now the only yeah i don't agree with you there but no but i mean the struggle's there there's no struggles be- there yeah but but here's what i'm trying to say again is, is people take that struggle and paint it as a Sikh struggle. It's not. It's a Punjabi struggle. Well, yeah. Hindus and... But there's a difference. When Tamil, when Tamil farmers come in and protest, and when Mar- Marathi farmers come and protest, they aren't called separatists. Our farmers, when we come and protest, we're called separatists. That's yeah. well, and they want to separate too. Yeah, well, he, well that's... They do, of course. Uh, hey, South Indians don't like the fact that Hindi is being imposed on them. Yeah. They need... India's not meant to be a fucking country. Yeah, no. no, South India likes those scribbles, bro. You ever seen their language? It's fucking straight scribbles. South Indians don't like us racist-ass North Indians either. Of course not. I yeah. don't think I'm racist. 
I just well, I think their uh, language people, is funny. Uh, people, you look at how the there's apne online like oh we spoke up for BLM and now we don't got black people speaking about our farm protests. Like, well, yeah. Well, how the fuck's that gonna come across in their radar? And not only <laughs> not only that is that why you did it? Yeah, yeah. That just shows you that every brown person that is now complaining about. Um, well, black people aren't our allies or other immigrant mu- communities aren't our allies. We're always there. That just shows that you're just doing it performatively. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, and all, shut up. Also, when when I see some like Instagram posts of people writing shit like, you dance to our music, but you won't support us. Come on, man. Just because someone did a Gira to a Pangra song, they're not going to fucking jump oh, off Oh, yeah. What was up with that? For you. Bottom Those line doctors is... doctors or something? Yeah. Until you fucking have it hit your head, which is happening to us because we're Punjabis and it's happening to our families back home, you're not going to give a fuck. At the end of the day, is if you ever lined up to fucking go watch a Bollywood movie at AMC or I'll... I want to say albino cinemas, albion cinemas. I you, did. you said fuck the farmers right then, okay? Yeah. Well, that you, makes me guilty you, you of saying fuck the, the man. Farmers. I did, and you know what? I'll line up when they make a movie about these protests too. I'll line up and watch it. <laughs> and Akshay Kumar will, yeah. will play the Akshay fucking. Kumar, yeah. <laughs> Akshay Kumar is gonna play the old guy that got hit. <laughs> See, this is what's pissing me off. Is is <laughs> is you're a democracy? You're arguably the largest democracy in the world. No, they population are, they are the largest. Yeah. yeah, and you're having people that are protesting peacefully, and you're fucking hitting them with dunde. Yeah, you fucking cowards. Yeah, you fucking cowards. These guys are the age of your grandparents. Bro, this protest is is so impressive, man. They got like supplied lines and six months of food and shit, and they're ready to go. They got fucking no, gas but, hooked uh, up. They got uh, they got porta potties. But 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 my thing is like you fucking coward, and you're wearing an army uniform, yeah. an army that's like basically being held up by Punjabis and six. You fucking cowards. Yeah. And any army person, and I have a huge army family from my mom's side, any army person that's from Punjab, find that Southie Indian guy that fucking hit the bura and rip his much off, bro. <laughs> I, I think uh, uh, the best thing that come out of this, and I see like my nieces and my nephew's Instagrams, is the community's solidarity in this issue has been yeah. in, in, impressive and impeccable. And I'm really proud of that. And also on top of that, when you see videos of our bazooks mostly feeding mm. these uh, fucking monkeys and like mm. the positivity with the positivity that they're like, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't I'm not worthy of being a sick. Like, I don't like I feel weird. You know, like when you talk about privilege and you're like you're privileged because your father makes a lot of money or your mother makes a lot of money. I feel that privilege with my community because I feel weird saying I'm a sick because I don't think I belong. I don't think I'm worthy of belonging to a, uh, a community in a home that is all about seva, all about struggle and fight. And I feel bad because it's been 500 years of this. Like every community has that, you know, the Muslims have their rule. Like we had 40 years under Maharaj Ranjit Singh. And even then these fucking Brits and these Afghanis didn't leave us alone. And it's been 500 years mm. of consistent struggle to just maintain your existence and I look at our bazooks and there's no, there's no, like we, we, we've been, we come from a generation of this. I'm a fucking coward. So like, to me, it's like being a sick, do not take that lightly. If you really identify it with yeah. it, you yeah. come from, you come from something that I think no other community comes from. And I feel like if you're a sick that's practicing, that's involved in this, that is like really doing seva, I think you should be super proud. Um, because like, yo, you're doing like the whole community. So, so, so good. Particularly and if, if you're a Punjabi, See, here we go again, just making it your struggle. <laughs> no, no, but it is. If it you're is, Punjabi, uh, period. The difference is, it doesn't matter what your religion is. is. Seva, like, hey, you know, there are certain things that are intrinsic to certain communities, right? Um, I think Seva is something that we, I think, six have mastered. If you look at, not mastered, that's the wrong word, but that's like, I think that's like our core. If you look at blood banks, if you look at even BLM uh, um, sort of protests in New York, there was like six out there like doing seva. If you look at Khalsa Aid's work in, in the Middle East, I think that's something that, you know, culturally it's just been ingrained in us. Like Six it just troops on the ground. That's why everyone, exactly the troops, everyone was shocked. But have you seen photos yeah. of like, you know, Maharajas from, uh, I mean, not Maharajas, sorry. Six from back in the day, like, like doing the same things to Mughals, like giving them water. And that's not new to us. That's fucking. Yeah, but how did that work out for you? Maybe it's time to switch up. Well, we still won. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's I think a joke. That's I a think joke. what is important. I feel like um, during those times, sort of the call to action was a call to arms, 
And oh. I think now it's like arming our Qom with information, counterpoints to this bullshit, yes. counterpropaganda. And, and, and part of that problem, Darsh, is that a lot of the stuff you see uh, on Instagram, I think Mumpreet Tour posted something, a lot of people were, were, were ripping her because... It's uninformed. A lot of these people are just is, posting what did, stuff. What did she say? I don't follow her page uh, as religiously as you do. I, I didn't. I didn't uh, <laughs> really look at what she said. I just. I was looking at it for a second, then I scrolled down to her last dance video. But uh, <laughs> I was like, "Boldi gante nach." No, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said that in my mind. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, people are like, "Oh, they're they're doing away with the MSP." No, they're not. You know what I'm trying to say? So there's certain things that people are saying that are not true. Now, having said that, who does that... Do we go away with what? Did we go what the minimum uh, sale minimum price. Support price. Right? Like if you read everyone's yeah. Insta, that's their number one well, argument. Well, that's what I think. I feel a lot of it is uh, emotionally sharing something because we connect with these people. They're struggling. I don't know the fucking story. And then so they share it and like almost like you have to do that's it. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. watch what you're doing because then it makes us look dumb. Yeah, we don't They're wanna... not doing away with the MSP. They've specifically said that. However, the way they're setting it up yeah. means the MSP is going to be gone. Yeah, it's not like it's It's going to get skirted and averted. Well, because it's gonna we, be we, we have enough. We know track records of these multinational corporations. They're not there for the people. They're there to fucking suck as much out of it as possible. It's, it's, a, it's as simple as like w the only the closest way we would know as Ontarians to, to look at it is the LCBO is almost like a Monday system. Right now, if tomorrow if they privatize and say, no, 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 we're going to keep the minimum price the same on alcohol and you say, OK, that's great. However, it won't. Once a couple of years pass and you get the gray market being involved and then a competition, you're going to have people lowering prices yeah. to fucking get deals, right? Yeah, and when you get rid of the Mondays... But, there is no, but yo, for, the MSP is going away for um, certain crops. So it's not going to be there for uh, like crops like maize. It's still going to be there for wheat and paddy. Uh, yeah, that's um, our main ones. That's 80% of the, us, But right? the other issue is not having the Mondays there is, yeah, you could say the MSPs there, but this now requires... A lot of farmers are illiterate. They don't have access to technology. Yeah, they don't have uh, access to marketing. No. they're now going to be negotiating with big corporations, and you think they're going to get fucking a fair deal? No, but that—that's why I told you what yeah. it's going to give rise to is these gray market guys that are going to go that they already exist, but they're yeah. going to get much bigger, and they're going to yeah. go from pen to pen and say, "Look, we're going to buy your whole pen's crop, yeah, but we can't give you the MSP. We're going to give you a little bit less, yeah." But no headache. We're going to buy it and all. And you're going to be in these situations where you you have no leverage. Yeah. There's going to be no bargaining power. But I think the important thing to remember, again, is like, I don't know the law inside out. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people don't. My issue isn't with the law. My issue is the way, like, even if I was against the law, right? Even if I was, like, if Americans were protesting the Second Amendment, which I think makes sense in, in, in their sense, and they were, like, portrayed in a way that the Indian media is portraying six. Even if I'm against it, right? Even if it doesn't make sense to me, I don't like the way Indians have been tra treating. Um, I mean, the media has been treating sick. So fuck what the law is, you know. At the end of the day, they're showing their true colors and and they what they they want the narrative to look like. Yeah. yeah, and and if they had an open fucking process like a democracy should, and had conversations and everything yeah. with everyone, this should have this wouldn't have happened in the fucking first they place. Had no consultations. I was looking up articles that were like sort of pro the bill, right? And some of them are low. Oh, 33 former, uh, I don't know, some high-level officers endorsed it, saying this is great. It's like no, not no. providing actually any benefits. They're just like, they just come out and say, yeah, it's good. Yeah, like, Th like 33 guys that have never held a shovel before in their never. life. Also, Darshan said, uh, he made a good point about, um, you know, equipping ourselves with information and counter-arguments and like really knowing that's like the new age of um, fighting back. I think another thing, that, and I think a lot of people might disagree with me, is we need more billionaires. And I talked to Sunita Lee about this in our project. And I'm, I'm like, and I said to him, and I said, if you agree, if you agree or not, I'm like, the only way sick issues, and we were talking about Afghan sick, sick issues can be at the forefront and will matter to people, unfortunately, is if we tell them that, yo, like we have powerful um, voices behind us. We have uh, men and women with money who can make shit happen. We have lobbyists. Like when we look at these bots, like, you know, everyone goes crazy about these fucking you know, right-wing bots. Yo, I, we need to get to a point where we have our own fucking bots.
No, but here's why that won't happen, though. I'll tell you right now. Sorry? Here's why I think that won't happen. And it's not just Siki. No, the, the, the billionaires and the getting power. I'll tell you why. And it's not just Sikhi. It's, it's Hinduism. It's pretty much a lot of those, uh, how do I say this properly? A lot of people from India is when they get to that level of power. Yes, yes, that's the problem. It's like, fuck you, who's behind me. You it, has to be someone from, it has to be someone from the diaspora who is fuck you Abroad. money. We need Rupi Gore to become a billionaire. Yeah. Like, Rupi's been, uh, I've been like, I, I like, I like all the, I love all the artists jumping yeah. in. Like, Humble, I saw his post today is really good. And then, uh, everyone has, even yeah. there's no, there's no reason to be sitting out on this. No, but, but what I'm saying, but is, there's also no reason not to know about it fully, but he, here's the, here's the, the issue, right? Is we can do it here. What I'm trying to say is have someone in India. There are sick, bil- uh, not billionaires, but there's very rich Sikh people in India, mm-hmm. sick people. There, there is very influential sick people in India, like the deals I mentioned earlier, and they're all going to keep their mouth shut because they got to eat there and they got to make sure their money don't stop. Mm-hmm. it's not just that it's also you're also giving away safety man like that's not in india that shit's not a joke like your uh, the harassment these guys people like cricket I'm, I'm a huge cricket fan when india loses a tournament and some players can't go home for four or five days because their homes get like trashed and thrown she gets thrown to them like <laughs> india's like you're not dealing with a normal country yeah, no, you're dealing with very... you're dealing with a country that has a lot of Vele people that have time on their hands. There's a lot of poverty and a lot of tribal minds, and, v- not, and they v- don't v- have v- access to the truthful information. And well, just impulsive. Another thing that bothered me though about the protests is, is where's the youngins, man? No, there are some there, dude. They're all in Canada because these motherfuckers haven't been able to build an infrastructure for them to succeed, dude. A lot of the youngins have left. They're in Australia, Saskatchewan. I don't fucking blame them. I think what we need to do is fucking... Yeah, yeah. yeah and then, and then give them Punjab and say, let's see how good you guys do with the farming. <laughs> I think the only thing that's going to be... you Because know, that's where I feel like it's heading. And this goes back to like in the 80s. And it was like a really interesting like bit of history where there was a sort of agreement between Ecuador and Khalistan, like a makeshift Khalistan that a, a, a group of people had sort of assembled a team to allow uh, sick refugee, refugees to leave all the shit that happened in the 80s in Punjab and to settle in Ecuador with farmland. Hmm. Ecuador uh, agreed to, I think... Uh, yeah, I've heard embassy. of this. I've heard they of this. They agreed to a Khalistan embassy. There was a Khalistan currency. And there was a sort of like... Exodus. Uh, path almost to like, whoa, we're going to take all these six... They're incredible at agriculture. Uh, in Ecuador, I guess, had a shortage of maybe that. Same thing in Georgia, but Sikhs actually went. Not Atlanta, Georgia. We were going to be the Mexicans, Mexicans. Yes. We were going to we, we were gonna be the Mexicans, but we would have become the cartels at a, uh, very quickly, one generation. You know, the 2020 cart, uh, Khalistan referendum was going to happen, but, you know, COVID hit. Um, yeah, that's the only reason it didn't happen. If the referendum were to happen today, um, and I had the voting ballot, and for the last 29 years of my life, I would have been like, no. Um, if the referendum happened today, and even if the Akalis were leading it, so the power would be transitioned to the Akalis, or even the Congress, even Captain Amrinder Singh, I would vehemently vote yes. And I feel like... Um, I'd still vote no. But yeah, but we, you know, that's okay. We expect that. But I would vehemently vote yes, because one thing we need to read, one thing about human, humans in general, and like I've been reading, like you read history, is, yo, wherever you're the minority, you're going to get treated like shit, no matter who you are. And I think it is important for us to look out, look out for each other. Because, yo, ain't nobody going to look out for us, man. Ain't nobody, no one feels the pain that, like, yo, why do I feel so much pain when a Sardar, sick, Bajorik Sardar is talking about, oh, and I see, like, a sick Sardar with tear gas uh, hitting his um, cheeks, and it's cut open, and this guy doesn't give a fuck. He's standing there, like a king, he doesn't give a fuck. Why do I feel so much for that person and don't feel nearly as much for like another community that's going through it? Why? You know why? Because right? we're attached to these people. They're our kin. They're our blood. And honestly, only we can look out for them. That's it. But you know what it is too is is it, it it's a display of bravery that you would not really get with another group of people. 
it's un it's unfucking matched and i talked to i don't know who i talked to this about again in the interviews you know when you grow up and you like as a child we're all we've taught are lion stories lion and lioness stories since you're young you're taught guruan ne kita maharaj randeep singh ne kita banda banda ne kita it's all about struggle fight so that gets fucking in your dna because that's how you are right you become what you read you become what you hear So fuck I don't blame these yeah, guys cuz that's it, like in their fucking DNA. And Punjabis are different man like when I was younger in high school and shit and if my mom found out a guy was bothering my sister she would order me to beat the fuck out of him. Any other parent any other parent would be like no tell the principal this is unright blah, blah. my mom would come to me and say sala tu chudiyan paiyan and I'd be like she never told But me. Yo what's uh, what community is your mom from? She's sick. story you're going to go to school tomorrow she goes i don't care if you get suspended you're going to beat the fuck out of him so i went the next day with my mom's blessings and touch dude you know what i'm trying to say is a different kind of fight i did it right in the hallway cuz i'm like I, my mama said i could do it i have the permission slip <laughs> yeah but but what i'm another thing that now that we're talking about this is is what could what else could they have done cuz obviously what they did is fucked up it's not the right thing So what were they trying to accomplish Darsh like from what you've read and what else could they have done like instead of doing it the way they did it which is totally wrong or what the the government yeah well all I all I haven't really come across like what is the perfect what is the perfect remedy for this but I feel like it's just that they skip so many steps they didn't yeah. do any consultations on a high level they yeah. didn't bring in stakeholders they didn't they didn't at all they, they to consult even the farmer unions and the people that are doing all the work mm-hmm. Uh yeah they have an issue the mandi system is not it's a broken system before but the fact that that one's still better than what you're offering um and they didn't even try to fix it Narendra Modi so Narendra Modi they, they, they did a uh, like an index about free speech democratic rights over the time period of India's existence so 70 odd years this is the worst India's been in like all metrics Narendra Modi and the BJP and most of India So blowjob party like you know how people say they not all white people are racist yeah. and you know how the, they have that shit so w- when i say this people hear me most of india are fascinated and fixated on hindutva they don't care about anything else they mm. want to make they want to because if they did they wouldn't have voted for modi in such large numbers they continue to vote for him when 84 happened they weren't like oh you know such atrocities happened with six yeah. how can we bring this person back in power oh no we're going to bring rajiv gandhi back in power with the yeah. biggest vote share of all time yeah. when 2002 happened same thing happened with gujarat oh muslims died oh we're going to bring back modi with a huge majority so what i'm trying to say is this government doesn't give a fuck no they've sent the and i think you're so you're so right i think the average indian person doesn't give a fuck about sick lives they don't about anyone that, other than muslim lives and they've they sent that message numerous But times it's mirroring it's mirrors the us yeah. us thankfully there the immigrants have enough of a voting Sway, block yeah. right so there's they're the they hold that um uh, what's that something power what the fuck's the voting power whatever they hold the the balance of power is yeah. is held with immigrants fortunately But you look at like the fact that Trump got the second highest vote total level ever. It's yeah. they're co-signing the same shit. Yeah. Right. Well, well, and it's largely it's it's lack of education by design because the right doesn't want people to be educated, and the lack of like just well, goes back to education though, but media criticism and understanding media and also Darshan. It's also a basic human problem if you look at it at the micro level. Most humans will never look inward when there's something going wrong. Most humans are ready to blame everyone Somebody for the problem. As a vegan, I totally know <laughs> what you're talking about. So if you look, if you look at, if you look at, you know, and I, I've been guilty of this my whole life. You know, when something goes wrong, Papa, Papa, you did this. As 
as soon as you know how long it takes a fucking basic human to be like you know what i am responsible for my reactions for what i am for the most part i'm speaking out of privilege of course we've been taught so on a macro level when something goes wrong blame the immigrant blame the one that doesn't look like us blame yeah. the one blame blame them it's a micro problem that's taken over in a macro way and how do we expect to like be like not everyone can be maharaj or jit singh right so how can we expect to be like if we if yeah, on a micro level we can't stop blaming others for our problems we can't expect anything from fucking society man this is the we're 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 a terrible fucking species sometimes sometimes fucking majority, majority but majority of the time yeah no i totally like you know um like there's, the, there's, the vegan argument the uh, vegan argument anyone who says that veganism doesn't make sense or comes up with bullshit or at least vegetarianism their it's ego and stubbornness so i eat meat i've eaten meat my whole life i do not dispute the vegan vegetarian ethically morally it's the right thing to do unfortunately I, I don't i don't give any uh, points to vegetarians anymore because it's kind of like you're acknowledging what you're doing is wrong but yeah. you still you know yeah but, but you guys you still think you're better than you guys fart more but but one thing no, about humanity uh, you know you were saying that uh, like i see more humanity as deeply flawed fucked up with little glimpses of hope sprinkled in there but that's how it is like we're just fucking flawed from top to bottom or flawed the world would be a better place if the last human being died today i think and, and, and you know uh, well, you, we, we need to just lead with love man let make people make mistakes i think i think the thing that what you just said right there let people make mistakes and i think part of the reason why we're so quick to blame others is because the, our whole lives being wrong was like one of the worst things making a mistake was so bad it was like there was so much at stake like oh fuck i'm gonna get in trouble i'm gonna get the beats i'm gonna get this whereas if we made it okay to be wrong and forgave and just made everything a little bit softer and like yo it's okay cool then it'd be so easy for people not to be so tied to uh to have this as a part of their identity where they're now they're like i can't be wrong because i'll be fucking uh, vilified or i'll be or, mm-hmm. or i'll be this so i have to just fucking double down on what i believe as opposed to being like, yo, that's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. That's why I think people can't self-reflect because they don't want that. They don't want to be responsible for something. They, they don't want to feel that they did anything wrong because and, being wrong felt so shitty as a child. And, and you, you know, another thing about this that fucks me right up is I was looking for the new bills and how it was before to compare them. Hmm. And they're not readily available. So what that tells me and if somebody has a link to them, something to send it to us, because I do want to read the new bill in its entirety mm-hmm. and read the old one to see exactly what's changed. But what that tells me is they've just got more to hide. Like, like they're asking, I wouldn't trust the Indian government to make me a fucking samosa. Mm-hmm. And they're asking you to trust them with your livelihood. Yeah. Like, and they've you, done this multiple times. Yeah, and at, the, at this us. point, honestly... But you cancel my passport, flag it, whatever, arrest me when I get there. But India can fuck off at this point because it's getting it, this is stupid. Yeah. And they did the same thing with demonetization. Oh, we're gonna stop black money from leaving the country yeah. overnight. Bang, people were fucking this and that. Did that stop black money from leaving the country? No, no, no. Did it slow it down for a month let's or call two? It maybe white, let's call it white money. Yeah, white money. <laughs> but like for a month or two, maybe. But it didn't stop. Any the of the bullshit. So anything that Modi's tried to do to stop stuff, from what I've seen, yeah, it's been abrupt. It's caused chaos, and it hasn't given the result that they thought it would give. But they don't lose votes. No, because because it, people <laughs> care more about their identity. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's exactly right. The blowjob party. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know this. In India's system, is there a limit to how many times someone can win or no? No, no, no. You can go on. Dude, Nehru and Gandhi went on forever. Okay. Is Canada, Canada, doesn't have a limit. Canada doesn't have a limit as well. Huh? Canada doesn't have a limit either. Yeah, we don't. I'm down yeah, with JT because this is, this is a parliamentary yeah. system. How does this end? How do you think yeah. this ends? And I don't, I can't, it doesn't end. I don't think, do you think India will ever, like, have they backtracked on anything? No, no, I'm not talking about Braktak because uh, the, the numbers coming out right now, my cousin works in the Mundi system, says yes. Last month, they showed that the farmers in Punjab that sold a certain type of crop made uh, 8% more. I think one crop was 18% more mm. than they did previously, right? But is that cumulatively or is there a certain farmers that are going to make more and that'll... Uh, That's what I'm saying. I, I don't the know. results because... 
I can't imagine if most farmers are making money, they're going to be out there protesting. No, because you have the small, I think what's going to happen in like all of capitalist society is the small to medium guys are fucked. Yeah. And the big guys are going to walk away happy. And the government only cares about those big guys because they got the money and they got the money to to fuel change and everything. So the government doesn't care as long as they're not pissed. Yeah. And and you know what it is? It was like we were talking about the Thailand thing where Thailand just decriminalized marijuana, I think, two days ago. Like officially, I think. Yeah. So first country in uh, South Asia, I think first country on that side of the fucking globe, right, has done it. Uh, Probably two thirds of the globe. Um, So... They are transitioning farmers, and I'm not in any way saying Thailand is like a model uh, government. Like a government is not. There's like protests going on like crazy. Like you know that place is a very strict, difficult place to protest or you know, um, you know, go up against the man. But they do some things that are good, and they're doing. They're transitioning farmers and teaching them how to farm hemp because they realized we fucking become leaders of this yeah no one else is doing it and you can make anything out of hemp mm-hmm. fuel fabric food yeah all nutrition everything um and you can get yield like over and over every three months yeah it fucking yeah. grows back like it's fucking an infinite it's a super crop yeah it's unbelievable the hemp and marijuana in, in some ways are going to save the world so I like that they they took that into consideration. Like, okay, what do we do with our farmers? Okay, well, let's get them to this because now we can become a huge exporter, right? And India should fucking be a little bit more. Well, they they lost their innovation and foresight like decades. Like I would say when uh, when Modi came in. Yeah, yeah been- I think I think Manmohan Singh. Um, you know, he was definitely a capitalist and neo neoliberalist, but he was someone that had the, that foresight. You know, in the '90s when he opened up the market. People might disagree, but I think that was the right move to make. I think he would have had the foresight to deal with this a little bit more um, differently. This is also in, um, a glowing example of what capitalism looks like at its full force. It's detrimental to poor people, right? Well, this is what capitalism is uncontrolled, where the state doesn't look up. What do you think of... Um, I've been seeing like okay, a lot of people that I know are right-wingers here empathizing with what's happening in Punjab and sharing a left-brain center. But it's right wing politics that's causing what's happening in Punjab. It's pro corporation. Mm-hmm. And but pro, that's, like, it goes back to your identity, right? It goes back to identity. It's like the most important thing. It's more important than your own fucking values. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, why do you want right wing politics here and you want left wing stuff in India? Why? How do you teeter this? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you because the right wing politics here probably align and help their family here. And the left-wing ones in yeah. India right now is going to line and help their family. That's India. stupid too. Y- though, but you, you got to remember, majority yeah. of humans like Trudeau has spoken out against. Is Trudeau's anti-MSP? Yeah. But I understand why he's like, yo, kudos to him. I think it's ballsy to do what he does. Anti-MSP, but that, but we have is because we don't have that well, here. That guy, but dude. what we have here is farmers are subsidized a lot. Way like dairy industry subsidized, right? Like like in America, corn is has subsidized heavily. Yeah, it's like yeah. one to two hundred percent. Like you know, the U.S. did that farm bill last year or yeah. that relief bill, all because they released uh, increased the tariffs on soy going to China or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it was. and the U.S. has options for farmers if they want to get jobs and other things. India, you got to. We don't have an option. Your option is suicide. Yes. So, is there any connection between this? Because I keep seeing this is what I feel like a lot of people are uninformed because I keep seeing posts, or maybe I'm uninformed. Um, a lot of posts about people tying in the GMO seeds into this. Though the farmers are protesting, it all started with this Monsanto, and then uh, their seeds didn't grow. The shit didn't work out. They all committed suicide. I don't now know this bill. That's the separate the, issues. Yeah, you're you're going more towards conspiracy. I would I would feel like GMO was better as a farmer, no, because your crops last longer. The no, but what Monsanto they're what they're saying up. is that when they came in to Punjab in the 70s and 60s, I think with fertilizer, 70s, yeah. and uh, uh, started fertilizing the land, they fucked it up in a way where you have to continue to fertilize the land now to get yield. Yeah. And that's what's fucked up a lot of the land there because the yeah. fertilizer cost is crazy because before that it was all natural farming in Punjab. Yeah. And now they're saying that the land, um, you have to fertilize to get a decent yield and they're spending that extra money now. Another problem in India, and I think we should like, you know, shift gears before this gets a little fucking dis- uh, disheartening. Another problem in India is we have a bitch made opposition, right? Like, and I, I'm saying we, but the Indian government, like the opposition is bitch made. Like Rahul Gandhi hasn't, like, what is he saying? He's tweeting... He's a fucking papu. Like, Modi is right. He's a papu. 
Yeah. Rahul Gandhi, I heard he he watched Yamla Pagla Dwana and he goes, I I supported Punjab. <laughs> the problem is we don't have a strong regional. I mean, strong national. Uh, India doesn't have a strong national. Well, it's a one-party country now. Sorry. Essentially, a one-party country. There's a there's an article someone sent today. Uh, in the Economist that talks about how Modi is pretty much created. One. I want to read it, but uh, on Apple Plus, it's not. It's you still have to pay extra for the Economist. <laughs> that just happened. That just lit. But that just literally happened, like this election. Even last time, they didn't have a majority without their um, uh, yeah. alliance. It just happened. India is a country with two big national parties, which one is like Congress. They're fucking inept. And then 28 really strong regional parties, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look at most states in India, the, uh, the regional parties in power or the BJP. So regional parties are very strong. But the issue is, how do you get those regional parties to work together and make an opposition? Right, because regional means different ideologies as well, right? Like Akali Dal is very different from uh, Shiv Sena. <laughs> Back to MSP, there is. Um, I was reading some of the negatives of having an MSP system, and it's made Punjab like a two-crop system. Like they they yeah. grow two crops, and because of the lack of diversity in the crop, the soil, the soil's ruined. Water yeah. tables running out, yeah. and and this is some of the things that these consultations should have done. Is like again introduce. Uh, you know, transition, introduce crop new technology. Rotation. Yeah. Like, like, but that's what I'm trying to say. Or they, do you they, think more crops should be covered under MSP? They, like, they went about it. Like if you could take the, 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 the worst way to go about it. Yeah. And then make it worse. Like the worst way to go to Brampton did. is just going to Brampton. Yes. And then yeah. the best like, way like, is like, yeah. do a like U-turn. <laughs> like you could take the 410 or you could take Dixie. <laughs> These guys basically went fucking south to the QE <laughs> and across to the 427 and back up to Brampton. They went downtown and got on the Bramley yeah. Go bus. <laughs> yeah. They, they, that's like, it's the worst way. Like, and that's why the more and more I read up on it today. I kept reading up on it. I'm like, why the fuck would they do it this way? Other than they didn't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck because the benefit to corporations is going to be so much, and there's going to be such an influx of of, of corporate of, of, of uh, like handshake monies and these Here, favors here's, and here's Punjab backroom handjobs. Yeah, and let me tell you guys, Punjab, if, if this has gone through, it's not if it goes through, they're going to push it through. And here's Punjab in 20, 25 years, the Punjab that you guys loved. Your parents are going to be unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. Most of your family in India is going to be working for Monsanto or a, a <laughs> big crop companies at next to no fucking salary. Yeah. Um, you're maybe going to own a house in the pend. Your Jameen's going to be gone. It's it, that's what Punjab is going to become. There's going to be more and more of a flight of from Punjab. There will almost have to be, I think. It, it, it we're getting fucked. Already, like, and not only Punjab, Gujarat, Haryana, Bengal. What do you think? How do you feel about like, you know, Punjab for us uh, from a historical aspect, and like we have so many like sacred sort of uh, places that we consider sacred, and right, and everyone's leaving. Whose hands do these stay in? Like, who preserves? Our history and our gurdwaras. It's it's gonna be like Jalewana Bagh with Monsanto symbol on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's gonna be. Yeah. Like like when Arena started being named by Rogers and shit like that, right? Like Skydome. Yeah. It, that the Punjab is gonna turn. See Monsanto Saib. Yeah, it's gonna turn into just a sprawling collection of little cities that all work in the farming. You know what industry. they'll do? They'll probably turn every single one of those gurdwaras into like a national. Uh, what's that thing they want to do? A heritage site or whatever. Yeah. Or UNESCO World, which has its benefits, which doesn't. Well, make sure like the international community uh, has eyes on the preservation of that space. Mm -hmm. But they're just going to turn them into tourist, tourist attractions. destinations, attractions. Well, and a lot of people that are already in a way, but they're going to be, I think, far more commercialized and probably disrespected on some level. And and you know, you're going to see Punjab is going to have very few Sikhs left, very few Punjabi Hindus yeah. left, the original people, and you're going to see people move in like. Nothing against any of these people. Yeah, you're yeah, going to see sure. Nepalis and more people from like UP and Bihar yeah. that move in that are going to be working for these large corporations. Yeah, you're going to you're going to have a displacement of 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 one workforce with a more marginalized, maybe less Correct. off workforce that's willing to you know something's better than nothing. Yep. Yeah, and they're they're gonna be coming in like like now that you have in the cotton farming in the south of India, where a lot of people from Punjab go for six months at a time, mm. do cotton farming, and then come back. There's a couple of people from my parents that do that, so that's what you're gonna have. Is you're gonna have 
corporations running these big farm mills and you're going to have labor coming in at six months at a time doing their labor and leaving and some of the people that are lucky that get to sell their land for a certain amount of money might be okay and might be able to move to Mahali and Chandigarh yeah. but majority of the people are going to walk away and sell their land for next to nothing yeah. and, and the way they're going to buy the land too because I've seen movies like this the way they're going to buy the land is they're going to show up to your pend and say, we'll buy these big corporations and say, we're going to buy the whole pend for this amount of money. And then if you're the one that's saying, I don't want to sell, then the corporation is going to be like, well, then we're not buying. And then all the people in the pend that are struggling that need money you. are going to convince your dumbass yeah. to sell. Cap, corporations are not your friends, man. It's, And I think I think this... this like, to be so... Ready to fucking ride for them, you know. Yeah. So many people are ready to ride for them. Like, oh hey, like here especially, right no, over like, there. You know, when, they, when they say, "Well, they're gonna raise taxes," uh, and it's like, "Yo, these people don't understand." Like conservatives is like, "You're not big business, buddy. Unless you make a hundred million dollars, you are not benefiting from any tax cuts." So I think all these fucking you know uppity community who thinks they have a lot of money need to like chill the fuck out because. No conservative cuts are helping you. Unless you're making like 100 million, 200 million bucks, they don't give a fuck about you. Did I quickly change the topic, even though it's a very important topic? Uh, you guys you guys down for some Moderna? Oh, the vaccines? <laughs> I told you, I'm getting one of each one. Talk about uh, Bitcoin all-time high, baby. Whoa, yo, did it actually hit all-time high? Because some exchanges were like, no, and some were like, yeah. It hit all-time high on some exchanges. It's yes. not, yeah, it's on some exchanges. I actually bought... Three thousand dollars worth, higher than the all-time high. So I'm still in the red and. Wait, wait, yeah, well, yeah. How are they calling it the all-time high when it was over twenty? Uh, it, yeah, it was. Over, some exchanges had it at nineteen point eight. If we're talking US USD, um, you know, Ethereum's not even close to its all-time high. Not even. It's like uh, about thirty percent of the way. No, the all-time high was seventeen hundred. They haven't hit eight fifty yet. Oh, They're still shit. like only thirty percent of the. Of all, and Ethereum 2.0 for step one started today. That will be, if you really look into it, it is world changing technology that's going to uh, be implemented over the next five to 10 years. And it's really going to change the game. It's very complex to kind of understand and explain. But if, if you're Ethereum goes it, to, you know, 50 grand, we good. We could. And if you all want to, if you all want to, like, if you're kind of like, you know, fans of the pod, and we're not we were supposed to be selling merch but there's always logistical issues and time issues but we'll get to that but if you do want to support the pod what i would recommend is if you want to get into say crypto or uh, some stocks hit us up and we'll send you our referrals for like uh we're, we're all on wealth simple trade because it's free trading very easy uh a novice can get in on it and and start investing and like we're looking at uh psychedelic stocks right now and the weed stocks as well uh some of the vegan ones that are yeah. come out i think there's four out now or they're all just going mental and also not financial advice not financial advice yeah and i don't invest a lot in stocks yeah but i'm up 60 percent in stocks in the last month which yeah. is fucking wild it's nuts but you know that everyone has a good November, December because I remember our November, December from three we years ago. I was planning we retirement. Were thinking, we were turning 5Ds into 40K <laughs> and then gone. All gone. Yeah. So, but yeah, not financial. Yeah. But um, you look at, a, you, you think long term and you kind of look at like, okay, what are the emerging industries and how big will they be? And they're going to be huge. Psychedelic industry is going to be massive. Invest in uh, farming companies in India. <laughs> Invest in GMO. A few years at 10 bucks. Say again? Is yeah. yeah, like uh, weed's been popping off and they're still way off their all-time highs. So if you want, we'll send you referral codes. We can send you, um, I'm a big proponent for crypto, crypto.com, which just is about to launch their uh, Visa card in Canada, which comes with crazy cashback deals, free Netflix, free Spotify. You're getting 5% cashback, free lounges at the airport whenever those open again. And those and are you dope. Can, those free lounge easy to, cards? Very easy to buy. You can, you can uh, with your... You can e-transfer money over. It's there within the hour. And you can buy like the equivalent of Canadian currency and crypto. You can hold it and get like 10, 12% interest on it for just fucking sitting there. So if you want to learn a bit more, you can DM us and we'll send you the referral Darshan code. Darshan knows what he's talking about. Yeah, because we'll get, we'll get, we, we both will get 25 US dollars. And if you, we can, you know, if we can hit extra few hundred bucks yeah. a month, that would yeah. help us. 
because uh, Smith's, you know, who knows where he wants to go next on a road trip. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're trying to make it to Quebec and we can't right now because yeah, I just checked Yeah, something I got to rent a car. I'm like, I'm like, motherfucking. I'm sucking dick. Like, I just, yeah, I just left now. I have to give a guy a blowjob. Yeah. Ah! Smith is sucking the dick of international students in Quebec for Yo, their Uber tip money. Me, me and Darsh, <laughs> we and Darsh pooled our accounts together. We had enough gas to Pickering. <laughs> I would have recommended people uh, and, and Slack just went up like, 50 60 percent because slack salesforce just bought Slack for 28 billion bucks and then i would not recommend people buying in this uh, like doordash is is going public soon or i think they already did are they going they lost in the pandemic when these companies should be making money and they're the biggest they're the biggest one they lost 150 million dollars wow so you tell me how these guys i don't know i don't don't think it's profitable but they lose money because they reinvested or they put money into like new infrastructure because sometimes the company will lose money but that's because on average make 40 bucks a day though that's the problem yeah that's like how the, much the, the, it, 40 bucks Yo. some on, no, i shouldn't say on average some weed stocks do not buy i would not recommend Yo. buying aurora cannabis hold on one second so you're telling me that these dudes that drop off my food right they um, live off the tips they make 40 bucks a day Listen, think of it this way i don't know the industry but if they're dropping off Something for you, and it's like dos dollar or pandra dollar. How and they have to do pan patch or pan chip delivery. How the fuck are these guys making uh, money, bro? True. When they work out the numbers, you're making like eight bucks an hour after your wear and tear on the car, which is like great in the states. In Missouri, has a lot of money. Okay, thanks so thanks so much. Remember, hit us up if we said anything wrong. Let us know. Correct us. Yeah, if we have more to add. And, and I just want to say to everyone out there, like educate yourself on exactly what's going on. Yeah. Uh, because I'm still in the process of doing it. So if I said something wrong, let a brother know. Yeah, and look at... Um, I think I think what's important is uh, find news sources that are uh, you know genuinely quite objective. Yeah, um, and And read them and read a couple of those. And uh, I recommend Associated Press. I like The Economist. I like... Uh, Samin knows a lot if you want to throw some out. The Wire is great. The Wire.in is great for Indian news. I love Brute India on Instagram. Um, I find their content to be really dope and they, and they cover a lot of things that kind of go under the radar. I think Tariq Fateh always has a great perspective on things. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Khalistan. Okay. Ah, Zindabad. Yeah. <laughs> Zindabad. <laughs> All right, later. later.